What if I told you that you were about to listen to another wrestling podcast? No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we discuss the ins and outs and everything you need to know in the world of professional wrestling. From the independent scene to NXT, all the way to the main events of the WWE. Our thoughts, our perspectives, and our predictions on the biggest topics and breaking news in all of pro wrestling. If it's happening, we're talking about it. Shut the hell up! This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Here are your hosts, Sean McChesney and CJ Palmisano. All right, let's get to it. Episode number seven. We're back. We are back after uh, a, a little while uh, being out with the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Sean McChesney. CJ Palmasano. Are your hosts. A lot to get to today. We have missed a couple of weeks, CJ. My apologies on that, but we are back. My apologies, too. I've been sick. Yeah, exactly. So we have a ton to discuss. Um, SmackDown 1000 was last night. There are a few things to touch on. With that, of course, uh, WWE recaps with Raw and SmackDown NXT. I know we just... Uh, touched on. We're going to get to that as well. A lot to discuss going into Evolution. A Got lot some going stuff to in, discuss about the Bullet Club. A lot to discuss about Crown Jewel as well. The controversy, the real life controversy around Crown Jewel and what the WWE uh, is looking to do, should do. Will they do anything at all? We'll get to that as well. But I know you wanted to start out with the Bullet Club. There's some news there. Uh, in regards to some new members, some new merchandise, because everybody loves merch. So, uh, CJ, you can take the lead on that, and we can touch on that. And, of course, with you just mentioned to me with the, the new merch that they have, there are a little some controversial rumors going around with that as well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been discussed with us before that uh, we've said that the contracts of Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, Hangman Page, and Kenny Omega, uh, their contracts will be up. Uh, on January 1st. Right. Uh, just, uh, I believe, maybe not this past weekend, but the weekend prior, Marty Skrull, Hangman Page, Cody Rhodes, and Matt and Nick Jackson of the Young, uh, the young Bucks all posted a tweet with uh, pretty much all of them saying, with a Pro Wrestling Tees uh, sale, this is my final Bullet Club uh, shirt and it might be my favorite one. Right. Marty said that. Cody said that. Nick and Matt said that. Hangman said that. Uh, Kenny Omega didn't say anything to that, but he did retweet uh, a, an article from where Seth, from a Comic Con that Seth Rollins did, and he said, "I want to face Kenny Omega to prove that I am the best wrestler in the mm -hmm. world." And Kenny replies to that article and says, "Hmm." Now I wonder what kind of venue, what venue can we do this for such an historic clash? Right. Uh, so, and even on being the elite, they are teasing hard that they're going to go to WWE. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a matter of should they, shouldn't they? Are they going to do it? We don't really know. Um, it's interesting that Marty Skrull posted that uh, this would be his final Bullet Club shirt. Mm -hmm. 
because I believe he's still contracted with New Japan for a couple of years, right? New Japan and Ring of Honor for a couple more years. Um, It's possible that if Kenny, Cody, Hangman, and and the Young Bucks go, it's possible that Marty could leave Bullet Club altogether. You bring up a good point too, and we've talked about this, you know, on a couple of editions of this podcast of if they're going to leave. And of course, we have the the G One Supercard show in April, the night before WrestleMania. So mm-hmm. is it the matter of are they going to leave on January 1st? Are they going to re-sign for another year? Is New Japan going to bring out the checkbooks to make sure they're on that show? Are they going to bring, are they going to have them extend their contracts? Exactly. You know, extend them past May or anything like that, you know, just to make sure they're there for that show. Because we talked about it a lot, and I believe we talked about it on the first edition of this podcast, how important this G1 Supercard show the night before WrestleMania, a.k.a. also 10 miles away, is NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Five. It's, how important this show is to make sure they're on that card. It's very important. New Japan and Ring of Honor are going to do everything they can to make sure that these guys are going to stay. But it's a matter that these guys have made so much money on their own that they don't necessarily need these companies anymore. Right. Uh, it's and you know the only way they can make more is if they go to WWE. Uh, I mean, and, and also from the recent new last New Japan show. We have new Bullet Club members right. uh, on the Bullet Club OG Tamatanga's uh, version of the faction. Mm-hmm. We got uh, Gato and Jado, who were formerly of Chaos, and Switchblade Jay White, uh, also formerly of Chaos, attacking Okada. And uh, I, I think this is going to be setting up a Switchblade Jay White in a uh, Okada match at Wrestle Kingdom uh, Wrestle Kingdom thirteen. 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 Yeah. And uh, Jericho returns at that show. He mm-hmm. attacked uh, Evil. It from uh, Lij, looks like they're gonna be saying they're setting up a match between these two. Uh, and another thing is, I think if Kenny, Cody, Hangman, the Bucks all go, they're for sure want to gonna want to have Jericho on that show now. Now, yes, now more than now more than ever. And, and speaking of Jericho, while we brought up the discussion, you texted me the other night that the Jericho Cruise is gonna be streamed. On the Fight TV, yeah. On the Fight TV. Now, I don't know how they're going to do that in the middle of the sea, but I'm sure they got their way, so we're not going to discuss ways on how they do that. But regardless of that, well, I had a know. feeling... It's good to know, and I had a feeling they would. I mean, when you yeah. have some, when you have something this big, and I, under, I also understand why they wouldn't, because you want people on the cruise. You want people to buy, mm-hmm. you know, cabins. You want them to be on that trip. And I think that's probably something he's had set up for a while. They, he just wasn't he, saying He it. just wasn't going to say it until, like, the, the cruise was sold out, or at least... At least almost sold out. Right, because it's in a couple of weeks. It's going to be yeah, Halloween I, weekend, yeah. I think the cruise is sold out at this it point. It has to be. If it's not, then I'm not saying it's a failure, of course. It's not. I mean, what he's done is ex- extraordinary, but mm-hmm. I would assume it will be sold out by now. If it's not, no big deal, but there are a lot of people going. I know that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people want to see that match. They want to see Jericho team with the Bucks and then against uh, Cody, Kenny, and Marty. Right. That's the big match that's uh, attracting this uh, whole cruise. Right. And, you know, get to meet a lot of wrestlers, get to meet, I mean, a lot of legends are on there, like Jim Ross and uh, Jerry the King Lawler, uh, Pat Patterson's on there. Now, Dave LaGreca of um, Busted Open is going to be there. I'm not sure if they're doing the show out there. Excuse me. I don't even know how they would begin to pull that off. I don't know if they're yeah, doing the I show heard, there. Yeah, I heard Busted Open Raiders going to be on there. I know they're going to be there. I don't know if they're doing a show, though. If they are, that's impressive. I don't, I don't even know how SiriusXM could there's pull that a, off. There's going to be a few talk of, talk as Jericho things with uh, with the Bullet Club, right? And there's even going to be an episode with uh, a tribute to Eddie Guerrero, where Rey Mysterio will be on there. Uh, Conan will be on there. I would assume Rey Mysterio had this signed as a prior obligation before he came back. 
Yeah, I'm I'm sure that and and it's Jericho and it's Jericho. So right. So Vince gonna, trusts him, of course. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Vince is too happy with the recent stuff he's been doing with New Japan because now he's been doing more, right? Rather than just the one and done with Kenny Omega. But um, yeah. Um, getting back to the Bullet Club guys for a second. I've said that out of all of them, I think it's going to be Kenny who goes, and then you know the other guys are just going to stick around. And then maybe they'll come because because Hangman Page, like he's still he's only like twenty six or twenty seven. He still has a lot of things that he could accomplish in the Indies before going to WWE. Uh, the Young Bucks, I mean, I can see them going to WWE because they've pretty much done everything in their career they they could possibly do. Cody, um, he did. I think he did everything he could he could possibly do. Um, I didn't think he was ever going to win the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Would have been nice. Would have been nice, but but still, he won the Ring of Honor World Title, NWA he, title, NWA title. He's the current IWGP United States Champion. He's he currently he holds three championships. Those two we just mentioned, and the six man tag six man mm-hmm. tag titles in the Young Bucks, and he's actually defending the NWA title, I believe, this weekend in Nashville against Nick Aldis. The, the second match, the rematch. I think it's it's not next weekend; it's this weekend because next weekend obviously is the cruise. Um, yeah, uh, it's just um, the discussion is should they go to WWE? Because for years and years and years, people have said that Kenny Omega should never go to WWE. The Young Bucks should never go to WWE. Cody should never go back to WWE. Um, and pretty much because these guys have made such a name for themselves. Well, do, do you do you think that, that these guys should go to WWE now? Well, you make a good point. And, you know, you look at guys like uh, Matt and Nick who were jobbers when they were in WWE for a very short time. Even you can make the case in TNA, they weren't used well. Obviously, Does generation me, no, absolutely not. You can make the and you can obviously just look back at the recent history with Cody Rhodes in the WWE. He was not treated well. Sure, he had Intercontinental titles here and there. He won the tag team titles with his brother. But he is a bigger deal now. Yeah, than correct. He was in WWE. And I'm, get, I'm getting to that point now that they are such a big deal. I think this is the time for them to go back. I do. I think this is the time for Cody to go back. I think the Young Bucks are over enough where they will be successful. They will never job Cody Rhodes again. Cody would probably have a world title match within a year, something he never had with WWE. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe a I, couple, don't, I don't think he ever did. If anything, maybe a world title match in the Elimination Chamber. I don't count that. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe. And again, I, I my memory could serve me incorrectly. I don't know. Point is, I think this is the time for them to go there. I think they're... They are so well known now. I think they've made such a big name for themselves, especially for in speaking just of Cody Rhodes, who had the most success in WWE, and that's not saying much because he didn't have a lot of it. Um, but he had so he made but such a big name in com- New Japan compared to his independent wrestling career. He's done leaps and bounds, uh, of course, of beyond of expectations what people thought, and that's really not fair to the guy because. I have always been a big fan of Cody Rhodes. I I always thought he was a guy who deserved more in the company, who should have at least been world heavyweight champion. At least once. At least once, or at least gotten a championship match for it. I mean, he's the son of Dusty Rhodes, arguably one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, depending who you ask. And he is doing the best work of his career. I've said this multiple times. He's doing the best work of his career. Him and uh, Matt and Nick made history with All In. You know, and, and that's another thing. If they don't, if they do go, you, you can kiss All In too goodbye. You right. Can, you could kiss because they've said, you know, never know what's going to happen. There may never be another All In. Right. And at this point, there might not be. And you could have somebody else do it, but it won't be a special. 
No, the, and even on Jericho's podcast where uh, Matt and Nick and Cody talked about All In, they said All In doesn't work without the three of us, and he means yep. himself, Matt, of and Nick. And and then there's and then you got Kenny Omega, who is arguably the best wrestler in the world right now. It makes all the sense in the world for someone like him to go to WWE because he looks at AJ Styles, where a lot of people say, well, arguably you say who's better, Kenny or AJ? It's it's neck and neck between those two. Right. They're arguably the two best wrestlers in the world right now. Excuse me. Uh, and I'm sure Kenny looks at a guy like AJ and goes, like, well, he's their guy right now on SmackDown. He's he's the WWE champion. That can be me. Yep. Uh, just uh, it's a matter of how they will book Kenny Omega because honestly, Kenny Omega I think is around the same age as Roman Reigns. If they wanted to, I know they probably won't. But if they wanted to, Kenny Omega can be the guy in WWE. I agree. And, you know, it is one of those, and just, you know, going back to my point, I'm not saying that, you know, compared to their independent career versus their WWE career, their independent career, this is where they made the name for themselves. You're 100% right. There would be no Young Bucks without Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling because TNA did an... A horrific job with them. WWE, I'm not even getting into it. You know, Cody Rhodes, you could say, already had a name for himself going into the independence, and it's 10 times bigger than it ever could have been if he had stayed with WWE. Probably would have been released by now mm-hmm. um, without him just leaving. And remember, you know, he had that guaranteed contract to resign, and he turned it down to go to TNA, to go to Ring of Honor, to go to New Japan. His name now is 10 times bigger than it would have been if he had resigned with the WWE. So I agree with you on that. My point is now that their names are big enough and now that WWE and you know specifically Triple H who is most likely taking over the company in the next year and a half when the XFL launches and Vince isn't doing as much with the WWE he's gonna say I can use these guys for something you know so so you think Triple H is gonna be more hands-on as Vince's position even when the XFL comes I absolutely do. Uh, how do you how do you expect Vince to run the XFL and WWE together at the same time? I I've already heard rumors that the that when the XFL launches, Triple H is going to get much more responsibility with the WWE. I mean, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense because the last time the XFL was around... It was a failure. It was a failure because Vince was trying to control both companies. Yep, and now he's taking his time. Whether he said, we're doing it, we're we're waiting two years to launch. This is our plan. And he's doing it right this time. Don't get me wrong. I don't know if it's going to be a success or not, but at least he's doing the relaunch correctly. If he can, uh, if he can do it correctly and if, if he has... Has a two-year plan, and the way the NFL has looked in this year, Jesus. Yeah, let's not get into that. I'm not. <laughs> That'll be for uh, my podcast tomorrow. <laughs> so another cheap plug, just like the last episode. <laughs> so, but that that makes me more faithful with guys like Kenny and Cody and the Bucks and right. everybody coming in, uh, uh, because Triple H. I mean, Triple H scouts these guys, and mm-hmm. here's here's an idea. If, let's say they all go. Hangman, the Bucks, Kenny and Cody, they all go to WWE together because they've said the decision that they make, no matter what happens, they're going to go together. Right. They said their next contract is together. Okay. Do if they go to WWE, do they all go to one place together? Like, are they all gonna go to Raw or or SmackDown? Are they all gonna go to NXT? Or is Kenny gonna go go to the main roster? Is Cody gonna go to NXT? Are the Bucks gonna go to NXT? Because Kenny Omega is a guy that can go straight to the main roster. That is the biggest They they can all except for me, except for me to Hangman Page, and I love Hangman Page, he's great. 
but he'd be great on NXT. He'd be yes, he'd be he, the NXT he'd, champion. He'd be phenomenal in NXT. He, if 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 there was one to stay in NXT, it would be Hangman Page, and he would be the NXT champion by himself. Mm-hmm. But that is the biggest what if question, and a great question, might I add. Um, Cody has been on the main roster. I would assume he would go right there. Kenny Omega has the AJ Styles type talent where he would skip NXT. The Young Bucks and Hangman Page, I think, are the question marks in regards to it. Really depends. Is there anything down there in NXT? right now will the undisputed era already be on the main roster because if they're not then maybe you have those three go down there and feud with them leading up into wrestlemania that's something you can you can have them in the los Angeles, or i'm sorry toronto um you, that, you, could that have, I think you could have a theory like, let's say you put Kenny on Raw, you put Cody on SmackDown, you send Hangman and the Bucks down to NXT together. Uh, the Bucks are, are are talent that you could have, you can honestly you could send them straight to the main roster too. Of course. They, they could skip NXT, but there is the matter of there are people who are going to get called up after WrestleMania from NXT, and it guts the NXT roster. Just alone, I, th- I Champa's going to get called up. I think the Undisputed Era is going to get called up. Yep. I think uh, Alistair Black is going to get. That's three big names already. And then there are also people from the soup they don't who may not get called up after Mania for Raw or SmackDown. After but SummerSlam, but there's after SummerSlam, but not even that. There's a superstar shakeup. Yep. Like Sanity and Andrade Almas got announced that they were going to get called up. In the superstar shakeup, right? And the well, the iconics debuted, uh, but but that's my point. Uh, because theoretically, the Bucks and Hangman Page can fill that void of a faction that's going to be lost mm-hmm. from the undisputed era, potentially going well, not potentially, but they will eventually go up to the main roster. So it's interesting to see what these next number of months are going to play out for the Bullet Club guys. Uh, it's interesting to see what Bullet Club is going to be like. If they leave uh, Ring of Honor in New Japan. This is the way I see it. I think if they leave January 1st, I really think, and and they sign with WWE January 2nd, I think they're going to be held off till after WrestleMania for this reason. I think they're going to want to see what this NXT roster looks like. Because like you said, the Undisputed Era, I would assume, is going to be on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown Live in the Barclays Center the night after or two nights after Mania. That's my assumption. Yeah, for sure. They're, but if they're, they're for sure getting But if up. they're not, Hangman Page and the Young Bucks are going to NXT. That, that that should be the biggest guarantee out of all this. I think Cody I think Cody is definitely going to the main roster. And I think I you think can, Kenny is too if he I goes. think you can split them for now, but the anticipation is one day you're gonna bring them together and I do think they will do that when they're all on the main roster. But I think you can split them up but in you, the beginning. But you've seen what they've done before with bringing in Finn Balor and bringing in AJ Styles and Gallows and Anderson. Gallows Anderson and AJ were kinda of t- were together for a number of months when they were together on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Finn Balor when they partnered with Finn Balor when they were on Raw uh, it it felt like a hot minute, like it didn't really feel important. Right. That's the thing. If you are going to bring these guys, separate them for now, and then bring them together, you have to make them feel like a big deal. Bring them together. Because, but you know what? Here's the thing. A better idea might be is just to put them all together on the main roster or on NXT because the main roster is lacking in factions. Mm-hmm. It is. I, I can't even name a faction right now. Well, the on, Shield is going to be split up in about 35 seconds. Yeah, I mean, there's the Shield. The but Dog of Wars was dog, never a thing. I like the group. I like the group, but they, ne- they never had anything. It was just them against but, the Shield. But, that but was really, it. it's, it's the Shield, right? That's the yeah, only faction really, that's going that, on that's right it. now. Yes. I mean, could you count New Day as a faction? Yeah, I, I mean, same number. But and the, I want to get to that you, match last you, night, but too. But you see them more as a tag team. Right. But, yeah, I, I just think that, you know, if they go, 
they've got to be booked right. And the, the thing is, like, that is a big thing. They have to be booked correctly. Well, like you said, if they do go to NXT, that's like 2015 NXT Classic right there. Like, that roster is good for the next year and a half, two years. You don't even have any questions asked. And maybe if they do go to NXT, and NXT does sort of feel like that indie's wrestling vibe without it not actually being that... They go to NXT, their name will be even bigger when they get called up. But like you said, they all could go to WWE. I just think, number one, Hangman Page, I think, would suit better in NXT to start. The Young Bucks, it's all going to depend who's down there. If the Undisputed Era is called up, then it's obvious they're going to the main roster. But if mm-hmm. they're still in NXT and they're waiting for the Young Bucks and Hangman Page, all three are staying down there. And realistically, it's if it's like the Drew McIntyre thing. Cody can come to the main roster. Does he want to right away? And Kenny Omega, it's the same thing with AJ Styles. They can all realistically come up at the same time right away. It's just a matter of, all right, we're gutting the NXT roster after WrestleMania. Can we afford to bring these guys up? That's really the big question. When we see what NXT the looks bi- like after qu- Mania 35, that's when we're going to have our answer. The big question is, are they staying or are they going? Exactly. That is the big question. Well, that's the question we got to answer first. Of course. And one other thing is, I also think it, with Marty Skrull, I think Silly's going to be contracted. I don't know what he's going to do. I'm sure he'll be fine because he's absolutely fantastic. But if you notice, all of these guys, with the exception of Kenny Omega, where he he's mostly New Japan Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. Cody, The Bucks, Hangman Page, Marty Skrull, they're all the Bullet Club guys in Ring of Honor who... The state side share the Bullet Club love. Correct. What is going to happen to Ring of Honor if they leave? Mm-hmm. Bullet Club. I think Ring of Honor will be fine. I think they'll be fine too. But Bullet Club won't necessarily really be a thing anymore in Ring of Honor. Right. Because that's really where it started with them. Well, it started in New Japan, but as far as the states, but these guys brought it to the states. Is what these, you're saying? Yes, yes. These guys, the Young Bucks, brought it to the states. Um, and it really got big with the states when 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 it was AJ's regime as as the Bullet Club leader. Correct. Yes. So, who knows? It's going to be interesting next couple of months uh, leading into January. I agree. Um, and we'll, we'll just end with this, too. And like you said, it, it will be interesting. And, you know, when you look at New Japan and you look at Ring of Honor, they've got a they've got their biggest show ever coming up in just a couple of months. Uh, and also, Cheap Plug Mania tickets go on sale next month, just uh, if you didn't know that. Um, mm. um, but it's the same weekend. Obviously, it's going to be their biggest show ever, I would assume. And just going back on Jericho, like you said before, they're going to need him on that card now more than ever, especially with Mm -hmm. these guys uncertain if they're going to not re-sign, but at least extend past the Garden. Because if they want to go to WWE, you know, you can see something, you know, you know what, you want to go, that's fine. But we would love you guys to be on this show in Madison Square Garden, your last night together. Have the curtain call at the end of the night. Fine with me. But please do this show for us because it's the biggest show we're ever going to have and the biggest wrestling promotion in the world besides us is 10 miles away at the Barclays Center Mm -hmm. trying to do one of their biggest shows of the year we need all hands on deck so it will be interesting we'll see what they can do absolutely can extend their contracts just a little bit exactly so why don't we move to WWE there's a lot going on there I want to start really kind of where we are right now with we'll start with Raw We'll get to SmackDown Live to end it, which, again, SmackDown Live I thought was okay. I really thought they could have used a third hour, but regardless. Um, so, yeah, so let's start with Raw. Number one, Dean Ambrose. It's not when, it's not if he's turning heel, it's when. 
Yeah, it's for sure it's when. And at this point, it's like I feel it's just so like drawn down, and it's going down our throats. Like, but I, but, I, but I like what they're doing right now. I mean, they're teasing it so much. Yes. Honestly, you know the shield is not going to stay together forever. Uh, they're at this point, they're all three established single stars. It's a matter of when is this match going to happen, and you have to see how soon is Seth Rollins going to lose the Intercontinental Championship. Yes. Because that triple threat match is not going to be for the Intercontinental Championship. Absolutely not. It's, it's going to be for the Universal title. That's going to be the, be the, be the main event at MetLife. Uh, at least you would think. Unless... That, that's that's the thing. Like, And the way you're, you're talking about it, it's possible that they may just do this at like, you know, Royal Rumble. They could. Or something. But I hope they drag this out to Mania. I feel like they can. It's just, here's the thing. And you don't even have to have Roman involved in the in the rivalry until much, much later. This is all Dean Seth going on for a while, I would think. I mean, the 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 night where Corbin said you can, I'm giving you three options. You can have a Intercontinental Championship match against Seth Rollins, a Universal Championship match against Roman Reigns, or a match with Braun Strowman. And I believe, just can't remember. I know. I think he like just attacked Corbin, and then he yeah, got. And then Bra- Corbin was just like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna send Braun Strowman out here to beat your yeah. ass up." And then when he spoke to Roman and Seth, he said to Seth. If I wasn't such a nice guy, I'd be Intercontinental Champion right now. And Roman, if I wasn't such a nice guy, I'd be Universal Champion right now. Right. So I, I would hope that this... I think right now they're what they're doing is making you think that he's going to turn heel and turn heel soon. But actually, like, drag but, it out. But really, like, they'll be just like... You're, they're going to try and... You're going to try and... They're going to try and make you think about it now. But nothing's going to happen. Then you're going to forget about it. And when it actually happens, you're going to be surprised. Or at least that's their, what their plan is. They're going to try and make you surprised. And then hopefully at Mania, they, they drag this out. Because this is a perfect match for WrestleMania. Of course. And you remember you had it at Battleground a couple of years ago. First of all, it was all watered down with the idea of Roman was coming off suspension. He was getting a lot of heat for it what he It was watered did. down with the Raw versus SmackDown exactly. thing. Exactly. The, the match didn't make sense at the time. Don't get me wrong. It was, it was a good match. We were waiting for it. Wrong place, wrong time. Um, now you have the opportunity of it. And like I was saying before, when this actually happens, when this heel turn happens, the heel turn has to happen on Seth Rollins. I think this is going to be a one-on-one rivalry for a little while. I think I would assume that somebody from SmackDown is going to win the Royal Rumble unless it's Seth Rollins, um, in which case how you bring Dean back into it, I'm sure they have their ways, and then Roman's going to end up getting Well, I would think it makes more sense to have someone from SmackDown win the Royal Rumble. Like, if it's Daniel Bryan, if they want to do Daniel Bryan and The Miz, have, have Bryan win the Rumble, and then, you know, there can be determination as to... Like, there could be a match between Seth and Dean... Determine who's going to face Roman. And it could be like a no contest sort of thing. It could be a no contest, or you know, um, elimination chamber where they do with uh, depending like if Roman's championship or with uh, like yeah, Roman could defend the championship, and then you could have the match on Raw between Seth and Dean. Determine who faced Romans. It could be a double count out. It could be a no contest. Double disqualification. It could be like, you know, uh, like a double pin, like that weird uh, roll up or schoolboy small package pin. Kind of like how they um, had their championship match a week before Battleground, where you couldn't tell who won. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, it could be something like that. I, I agree with that, but it's a matter of if they're gonna do it. And and I agree with your strategy because if like if Dean were to turn heel Monday night, we'd all be like, okay, we knew this was coming. We see but it if coming. they did this in like January, when all of a sudden the shielded maybe the shield separates, but nobody turns heel. What, they're all doing what their if own it happens thing. at the Royal Rumble? Like, yeah, exactly. Like let's say Seth and Dean are in the Royal Rumble together, and it's just them. They're cleaning house, and you know. They're 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 fist bumping and they're ready for the next person to come out to the ring and Dean, not only eliminates Seth but brutalizes him. I was gonna say because if he would have just eliminated him with his back turned, Seth would just be like, "Oh, okay, I that, see that's you." Because that's not a heel turn. That's not because we've seen stuff like that but a million we, times. But if we had not something a like turn. a low blow and throws him out of the ring, that's a little different. A little different, you know. You know, what I would think is. Or what if you, there there's like someone like uh, I don't know big big guy, big show, big show or, or Sheamus or or even one of the guys from AOP maybe in the coming down for the Royal Rumble and it's Seth and Dean standing standing next to each other. Dean goes to get a steel chair. I was I was just gonna say this because you know and no, no disqualification and it's the same thing. It's a callback to the heel turn back in 2014. 2014. And right as you're about to get ready, Ambrose and Rollins are about to fight. Ambrose beats the living hell out of him with this chair. I was literally just going to say that. I'm glad we think alike, but yeah. I agree. And also, not to mention, because the Royal Rumble's a chase field, it's going to mean long ramp. It's going to mean that doll that car down to the ring so you're not going to see big guys come down the ring either um at least i hope they don't do that but chase field is a is a big place so we'll see i am happy that it's going to be there though i'm happy that they're taking these pay-per-views more seriously and actually giving them more worth yeah i mean they're, they had it make it true like it's a big four pay-per-view. they it's had it in the deal. alamo dome two years ago they're going to have it mm. in a baseball stadium this year which is great but i agree with you i think if they did something like that because if dean were to just eliminate him it'd be like oh i got you and then maybe the heel yeah. turn happens the next night but if they did something like a low blow or the reenactment of Seth's heel turn four years ago or at the Royal Rumble be five years ago, that's a heel turn. Yeah, it's a great heel turn. Yep. It's it's a matter of if they will do something like that. And I hope they do because if it's one thing that they want to do, it's get Roman Reigns over as a baby face. But I think at the same time, have a compelling story with the Shield and do something right with these guys to have this match right this time because it should have happened at WrestleMania. I agree. We all wanted it to happen at WrestleMania. Well, it was the, the unfortunate uh, reality that Seth got hurt. Yeah. Otherwise, that, it was going to happen. It could, it potentially could have happened. I think it would have. Uh, Triple H Roman was not supposed to be that main event. They had no choice. No, it, it really... They had no really, choice for that whole pay-per-view. Half the roster got hurt. I know. Uh, but it, you're right. I definitely think it, at some point, like, again, if the Dean heel turn happened this week, it'd be like, whatever, let's see what they got. But if the, if the Shield got on the same page, and let's say they, they don't even have to stay together, just separate, go on your own, do whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the heel turn happened out of nowhere, like at the Royal Rumble, or just a random Raw in January, maybe the night after the Royal Rumble, that's when they're going to get fans hyped up for this being like wow i didn't think they were going to do that they were teasing us all fall we didn't think it would happen and then bam out of nowhere when i stopped thinking about it dean turned on seth that is how they have to do this if they turn him heel next week or the week after and people are still thinking about it it's not going to be a special and you're definitely not going to drag it out to wrestlemania i agree with you on that um yeah so we'll touch on that as well i also wanted to touch a little bit on raw um 
I wanted to talk a little bit about the Ronda Rousey promo, and I know you really didn't get a chance to see it besides the ending, of course, but, you know, basically to give you the spark notes on this, you know, the main thing with Ronda Rousey's character, as we've all seen, is number one, she's a much better wrestler than we all ever thought, mm-hmm. number one. Um, her mic skills not terrible, not wonderful either. Mm-hmm. Um, she says some interesting things every now and then, but man, we she needs a mouthpiece. However, she called out the Bellas on Monday, which I'm not looking forward to that main event at all. Anyway, mm-hmm. calls the Bellas out. The Bellas are saying, you're nothing. We revolutionized this industry, whatever. And we all know Ronda for the good girl rookie promos that we cannot stand. And keep in mind, she's in Philadelphia for this night. So that was interesting. They had two hot wrestling cities back to Chicago and Chicago and then Philly. Right. And and also remember evolution is in Long Island. Mm -hmm. So they're going to have a, they're going to have a tough crowd to please extremely tough crowds to please. So what I'm getting at with this is it started out with the good girl rookie promo. People are booing Ronda out of the building. They're booing the Bellas even louder. And all of a sudden, I think they're just booing this whole thing. I agree. They don't want to see Ronda and Nikki. And all of a sudden, I obviously Ronda didn't go off script, but it almost sounded like she did because she switched into another gear. All of a sudden, she's calling out the Bellas for being fake. How Nikki Bella has no idea how to produce Total Bellas. <laughs> how da- how they've leached off Daniel Bryan and John Cena, and of course the line at the end: "The only door you've ever knocked down was the door to John Cena's bedroom." And that's the one thing I saw. From and the eventually, promo. he threw you out of the same door. And I watched the whole thing, and I was just like, that is what we've been waiting for. That. The Ronda Rousey that we want. Exactly. The Ronda Rousey where in UFC there were no rules. You could say whatever you want with limitations, of course. But that was the Ronda Rousey this crowd was waiting for. They were waiting for her to come out of her shell and just destroy somebody. And she finally did it. The the fans and myself including are not very keen on seeing a Nikki Bella Ronda Rousey match. Oh, I, I will turn it off probably because that, that match but, will be over in five minutes. But I think the thing is mostly it's for mostly because WWE know that from a mainstream appeal there are casual fans who love the Bella Twins. Yes. But the hardcore fans can't stand them. Right. Don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not saying the reality shows aren't great. I think they're awesome. But I mean, I give a lot of credit to Nikki Bella with her whole neck surgery and yes, everything. Yes, for actually coming. I didn't even know she was allowed to come back. Yeah, she her career could have been over. So as far as that goes, I give her a hell of a lot of uh, respect and credit because she actually... She was at the time where those girls where they were models coming in to learn how to wrestle, but she was one of those girls who fell in love with it and became a passion of hers. And right. I respect that immensely. Right, absolutely. And, and no one should ever have to go through an injury like that where potentially something that they love they can't do anymore. That's It's a shame, but it's glad that she can still do it on a part-time basis. It's just the thing is from an audience as a whole. Is this not, wait, hold on? Is this really part time though? Because she's wrestling every Monday night, every pay per view. Unless this is over at Evolution. I think after Evolution, her and Brie are going to go away for a while because you look at prior. When is Nick? When did? When was the last time Nikki Bella wrestled? Since since this, actually, I can I can name you the last time Nikki Bella wrestled. It was at a house show in Madison Square Garden with John Cena against Elias and Sonya Deville. Right. That's the last time Nikki Bella had a match. Well, she's had a few on 
on um, on Raw the last couple of weeks with all the boxes yeah, and all that stuff. She like, wrestled in Australia like as current, well. Current, part-time doesn't necessarily have to mean you're Brock Lesnar and you you don't show okay, up for a while. Fair you, enough. you don't show up for a while and you show up for a promo and you work the pay-per-view and then you leave. Part-time can be, uh, we're going to have you come back for a uh, couple, months. couple months. It's going to lead to this match. And then after that, uh, you know, you can go, and then we'll call you back in a few months for set something up for Mania, whatever the case may be. And I'm sure they'll be back for the Royal Rumble, of course. I think they'll be back for Mania, for sure. I, you know, with, with this match, I think it's basically, you know, now the fans are like, from what you're telling me, they're behind Ronda. This is the Ronda Rousey that we want to see. And really, they just want to see Ronda Rousey just kick Nikki Bella's ass and tear yes. her arm off. But this is the thing, too. Like, that promo, she worked a hostile Philadelphia crowd. Something Roman Reigns has not been successful at. Maybe one time he was, but... When he the, won the title the second when time. When he won the title, and that's because they wanted the belt off Sheamus so bad. Yeah. They actually cheered for Roman. Amazing how life works. Anyway, <laughs> Ronda worked that crowd amazing. They were cheering her at the end. They were chanting at the Bellas. It, it was incredible. I, and at first, she walked out there and she started talking. She was getting booed out of the building. You could barely hear her. Where by the end, they're chanting Ronda Rousey. Like, immediately, a switch just completely changed inside her. And she's like, you know what? We're going to change this up a little bit. I remember in the UFC, I would bash people. And, I, and obviously, there were no limitations in the UFC. There are in the WWE. It's a different world. But... That was the UFC Ronda Rousey on Monday night, and the fans loved it. Loved every minute of it. You gotta let her be her. Yep. Honestly. You gotta let her be... That is the biggest thing with wrestling right now. There's too many scripted promos, and they don't let anybody be themselves. There are very few people on the roster who, when you watch them, you really feel like like they're this is who they are. Right. Like, you feel that way with Samoa Joe. You can feel that way with Daniel Bryan or AJ Styles, a handful of guys. Sidetrack, just, just a little bit. There's a video I watched. There's a shoot interview with Kevin Nash, and he was saying how the main roster program is just terrible. The NXT, he's talking about, he praised the Sasha Banks, uh, Bailey, NXT, uh, Brooklyn One match. Still one of the best matches I've ever seen. Yes, absolutely. And he says, like, that product is just so amazing. He was praising that he thinks Seth Rollins is amazing. And he's like, if they just stop with the scripted promo so much, you would be really surprised. And the guy interviewing him says, like, positively? He's like, yeah, positively. Yeah. Just give these guys and girls bullet points of what you want, the point you get across. Let them let them take care of it, and it, it aims for a much better product. Exactly. I agree. And it, Like you said, every now and then, there are people that can make a scripted promo work, but there are a lot of people that can't. The Bellas can't. Ronda Rousey, we know can't. So it's a matter of, like you said, give them bullet points, say this is what we want discussed in your promo, and run free. Don't curse. This is what we want done, and have fun. That's it. Yeah, that's that's. It's not that difficult. That's what made wrestling, wrestling and WWE, WWF so great for so many years. Because you gave guys like Rock and Austin being like, okay, we want this point, this point, and this point in your promo. Cut it however you want. But this is the main point we want. Just right. get these points across. We don't care. We don't care what order they're in. We don't care if they're backwards. Just get it in. That's all we want. Yeah, because we're, we're we're building to this match or exactly. this pay per view or this heel turn. This and face I feel turn like or Ronda. Something. And I feel like Ronda. Not necessarily saying she took it upon herself. I I think she wouldn't do that this early with her WWE career. But she did something different Monday night that makes you think. I don't know necessarily if she went off script, but. That's definitely not any of the promos she's ever cut before. The thing is, I think with people who are 
higher up in the company as far as a star or as a wrestler, they can take chances. And if it works, then they're going to get praised. I mean, if it doesn't work, okay, they might get a little punished. They might Something might happen. But the thing is, I think someone, even someone like Ronda Rousey, who's not been wrestling for a very long time, she can take a chance because she's a star. Yep. She's a mainstream, uh, main, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, talent. Mainstream talent. Or ma- mainstream, mainstream talent. Uh, global celebrity. Right. I guess is what I'm trying to say. People in the world know who People she is. People know who she is. So she can take chances like she did, potentially like she did on Raw, to get her point across. I mean, people and people like Seth Rollins can do that, and AJ Styles, and and Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe, and just the thing is, they. I feel like they can. I feel like they can. It's just a matter of you know, and it's also the world we live in. But as far as we just stop with the scripted promos, yeah, it's, it's not gonna, it's not gonna change. But that's just this is how I feel. Of course, and it's know? not along the lines of saying you know just get rid of you know not the script, but just again. One, two, three, four. This is what we want covered. Cut it however you want. Don't drop the F-bomb and do whatever you want. And let's move on with a little bit of Raw. I did see is that uh, McIntyre turned on uh, Braun Strowman. Yep. So uh, where do you think this is going to lead? Do you think it's going to lead to a Strowman-McIntyre uh, match? Uh, uh, I don't know if that's... Ne- I don't necessarily if that's pay-per-view worthy just yet. I could totally see him going one-on-one next Monday. Uh, but what also is interesting is he walked out on, on Dolph, I believe, as well. Did he really? I think so, because I think they mentioned, and again, I could be wrong on this, but I think they mentioned just like last week with Dean, um, Drew left the ring alone. Hmm. So I don't know necessarily if he necessarily turned on, he didn't turn on Dolph, I don't think, but I'm pretty sure he left by himself. Well, any big push for D, uh, Dean Ambrose, well, yeah, Dean Ambrose, any big push for Drew McIntyre is good in my book. Cause, I agree. Because people who have listened... Apparently Vince said he has big, big plans for him. Of course. Anybody who's listened to this or anybody who knows me just knows I'm a huge Drew McIntyre fan. Right. And I just love what he is doing right now. And I'll give him a lot of credit. And, you know, like, for, I remember when he was brought up to Raw with this faction with, with Dolph Ziggler. I didn't necessarily think it'd work out at this well. I, I had my reservations. I didn't I, think so either. I had my doubts because, uh, don't get me wrong, I thought it would have thrived on SmackDown Live. I really did. But the idea that it's doing so well on Raw, they've mm-hmm. been the main talk of this program since they came up together. Um, they're the tag team champions. Dolph was the Intercontinental champion, I believe, one, yeah, once. Um... They've been in the main event scene for four months without any... Well, Ziggler's been made of a IC champion more, but in this run, you mean? Yes, in this run. They've been in the main event spot for the last four months straight without hesitation, without any hesitation of bringing them out of it. They've done well. And now it's just a matter of where does it go from here? I assume they will lose the tag belt sooner rather than later. I don't know who it's going to be. It's not going to be Seth and Dean. I don't think they need those back. I think it's I think it's too late. To but do then that. again, you don't. You look at the rest of the tag the tag scene on Raw, and who, who else is it going to be? It might be the AOP at this point. I mean, have a heel versus heel thing maybe i mean they did a couple weeks ago with the um with the revival and it actually turned out to be a pretty good match mm, so it, it, and again you know why and i believe you said this the other day why do we have to have the heel versus face all the time that's true so you know change it up a little bit you know they they had drew and Dolph versus the revival and it was a good good tag team match don't mm-hmm. get me wrong on that uh but i get your point so yeah th- that's going to be an interesting run i want to see what happens with this uh, this Crown Jewel event with this triple threat, which, speaking of Crown Jewel, we'll wait till the end to discuss that because we have yeah. our thoughts on that. Why don't we move to um, SmackDown, to SmackDown 1000. 1000, and it was fine. 
Uh, the show itself, I really wish they could have used another hour. I thought, not that it wasn't packed in, but a two-hour show for the biggest SmackDown episode ever, it could have been a three-hour show. Yeah, um, but any but any SmackDown with Teddy Long is a great SmackDown. Exactly. And the fact <laughs> Even that if he just showed up for like a minute. The funniest was Vince calling for a dance break in the beginning of the show. Uh, with our truth and Carmella were in the ring, they were hosting the uh, Truth TV. He brought out the McMahons. There's as their people guests. want a dance break. He literally said dance break, and then they just brought out the dance music. Shane's dancing with Carmella and Stephanie. And, and Shane Vince. McMahon, where the hell's he been? Uh, he had surgery. Remember that that uh, that oh, yeah, torn that's right. that's He right. finally got that fixed. Well, it was actually pleasant to see Shane McMahon on TV right. again. Well, and I actually was looking it up the other day because I was like, you know, Shane's been gone for a while, and all that stuff leading into WrestleMania was legit killing him. He had to get it yeah, fixed. That's true. Um, so that's why after WrestleMania, he was off TV for a while. He hasn't been back since. I guess that's why he hasn't been traveling. Yes. To heal up. Um, no, that's good. I'm glad, you know, I don't know even if, if it's just a one-off thing. Right. It was I, actually nice to see Shane McMahon on TV I don't know if again. he's going to be the same sort of commissioner as Stephanie who shows up once in a blue moon. I, I, mean, think pa- I mean, Paige is clearly she's been great. the... the, the who yeah. one who runs that show right now. I think Shane will be back once he's fully healthy and 100% yeah. I, again I don't know but he he did have surgery he wasn't allowed to travel he's been recovering this whole time um, the fact that he went and put that mania match on to make sure that they had the match you, know, you take a year off for all I care it's crazy he gave us the, the return of Daniel Bryan that wouldn't have happened without Shane so um, I mean, it could have happened without Shane, but it wouldn't have been as nice without him because you wanted to be very, very careful with Daniel the st- Bryan. The story made sense, um, but I remember in Jericho's podcast when he interviewed Bryan, uh, Jericho was potentially a partner of Shane couldn't make it because it made the most sense because of uh, Jericho's history with Kevin Owens. Yes. Um, moving, moving on from the, I guess, the somewhat pointless segment. Of it was a funny one. It no, was, I, it was, I mean, it was funny. It was entertaining. Um but uh, there's a tag match between the Usos against uh, AJ and Brian. There's already some uh, tension there between AJ which and I like. And I like it's not just you know these two guys respect each other and they're two indie darlings and everybody right. loves them. But like these two will be fighting the week before their title match, no doubt. Yeah, but I I, I like that. You know, you can keep both them baby faces, but give them a little more heat in the feud because right. that's what we want to see. Sure, they're gonna put on a great match, but we want a good story remember going into this, this match as well. Remember the Cena Brian uh, lead up before SummerSlam 2013. Yeah, yeah. That's what you need to shoot for. Yeah, something like that would be good. Yep. It's just a thing is like you can determine as who is who is the better king of the indies and who is the better man now. Right. Absolutely. Um, and of course, you know, in regards to the match, we know Miz and Joe are getting involved in this somehow. So we'll probably. Well, I would I would say Joe is completely out of the championship. You picture. think so? Miz Miz for sure is getting involved. Miz in is this. getting involved in this because he he is already previewed that when they did the Miz TV segment last week mm-hmm. by basically telling AJ, you want to know why this title doesn't made event a pay-per-view? Look in the mirror. Ooh. So Miz is getting involved in this. Um, anyway, so in regards to that, another tag match that I really want to spend no less than about a minute and a half on was the uh, the tag team title match. The Bar is now the tag team champions. SmackDown 1000. With, with apparently... A Big Show heel turn. Big Show heel turn for the 1,000th time. Somebody tweeted it last night going, it wouldn't be a historic SmackDown episode without a random Big Show heel turn. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's as random as it gets. And I thought we were done with the random heel turns with the Big Show. I know. And there we go. But hey, I, uh, I'm, in, I'm into this. I'm into it too, but listen, this guy just became an ambassador for the Special Olympics, and we're going to turn him heel two months later? I didn't know that. That's, <laughs> that's a good point. Literally, I'm, I'm literally looking there, and I'm like, you guys are 
dumb. <laughs> but I'm interested to see what this whole partnership between the Big Show and the Bar are. Uh, I think on Cesaro's Instagram, I saw uh, the Bar Show is what they call themselves. Oh, is that right? I hey, you know, it's it's three big guys together. They could do a Freebird rule thing with them, yeah, and have Big Show and Cesaro together, have Big Show and Sheamus together. I mean, I don't know. Some kind of faction has been formed. Which I said earlier, there's not enough factions on the main roster. I mean, this one could work. You think about it, Big Show wouldn't have to do a lot. I mean, the guy's going on what 50 years old now. It looks great. Oh, well, but looks, yeah, it looks fantastic. Looks great. Probably dropped 100 pounds. I just love the bar. Our, our SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Well, they needed that for a while. Yeah, like, for that, sure. That we've been waiting for since the the shakeup when they got sent to SmackDown. Yeah. Which, by the way, their Raw Tag Team Title match at the Greatest Royal Rumble was pointless because they were on the SmackDown roster. You knew they were losing. Yeah, you knew you weren't gonna. You knew they were that. losing that match. Um, um, so yeah, that was uh, another random part of the night. It was a funny part of the night because I'm just like, you know, th- I, literally, I'm like, this guy a month and a half ago became a special ambassador <laughs> for the Special Olympics, and now they've turned him heel. That makes a ton of sense. WWE logic, just like the Enzo and Enzo More big cast with the split of them, they just like their their uh, Funko Pops just came out. And they turned Big Cass heel. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or they um, or they came out like they were coming out, and then they turned him Cass heel before they, they even happened. A big thing that two big things that happened on the well, maybe three big things. The first one I want to get to was the reuniting of Evolution. Raw exclusive faction appearing on SmackDown. Well, they all had <laughs> big impacts on SmackDown. I mean, you can make the case for Ric Flair, but he's a two-time Hall of Famer. He's going to be there. Really, I mean, really, like Batista had a big impact on SmackDown, and so and Randy too. Um, Triple H, but out of all of them, Batista. Well, Triple H was there in the beginning. Yeah, and he did have some uh, some runs on SmackDown as, as champion, right? And but Batista was the one who really made the thing. I think really they were just trying. I think Batista had the biggest impact out of all four of them. Yeah, as far as all four of them on the brand, and it was in Washington D.C. It was his hometown. He was going to be yeah, there. very true. And I think as we all saw. They're looking. It seems they're trying they're to set building. up a, a match between Triple H and Batista. Well, what I noticed when they were all cutting the promos, and I thought Randy's was the funniest. Don't get me wrong. Ric Flair just, yeah, just watch his thirty for thirty. You'll understand. Well, I love Batista's line of Rick, put that thing away. Yes. Now that is Vince saying, "Go out and say whatever you want." Sort of thing. Yeah, um, because it's an example of these are veteran guys. These are legends. These are legends. Batista and Randy and Triple H are all guaranteed Hall of Famers. Well, speaking of that, actually, I saw an article of um, Undertaker rumored to officially retire and go into the Hall of Fame this year to co-line or to co-headline with Batista. I heard about that, too. In the Hall of Fame this year. But my thing is, like, they're big enough stars on their own to have a headlining thing. I really think that someone like The Undertaker, he should have his own... He should go in next year if he's going to retire this year. He should have his own Hall of Fame thing. Like, if they want to put Batista in this year, because from what I understand, but he wants one last match with Triple H, and then he wants to re- and then he's officially done. Right. That's all he wants to do that's left. Like, have Batista in the Hall of Fame this year, and then put Undertaker in the Hall of Fame next year. Well, you don't have to have Batista headline. I think if both went in this year, it'd be fine. But obviously, you but know I who's going to headline. I think they both deserve to have a headlining spot. Fair. Because a lot of people like to, you know, dump on Batista and his and his wrestling ability. He did a lot for that company. You know, you know what? Batista was a... He, 
I say he was an underrated guy. He was a good big man. He was a great big man. And I love watching Batista grow up as a kid. You may have not have realized as a kid growing up of, oh, what's good and what's bad wrestling. Honestly, right. whatever you like is whatever you like. He was a very good entertainer. Yeah, he, no was, he was great. He was very entertaining. He was an amazing heel before he left the company in 2010, I think it was. In his first run? 2010, yes. Yeah. So he was doing really entertaining stuff. He's um, he's a multiple-time world champion. He's had he had great matches right. with Edge and The Undertaker. Oh, my and God. Then he, Edge was, and he was in that rivalry, too. Like, that feud... That rivalry made, put SmackDown on the map, and he was involved That rivalry in made SmackDown the brand split mean something, and it made the World Heavyweight Championship... Relevant. Relevant and even more important. I don't think there was a time prior to that, maybe when the Triple H thing when it was on Raw, but I felt like at that point, Batista, Edge, and Taker, that was the mo- the time when the World Heavyweight Championship was the most prestigious championship. That was SmackDown. That was SmackDown, and it it was either better or, or at least on par with the WWE Championship. I agree, 100%. But what I did notice, and a friend of mine were talking about it before, you knew when Batista got a lot of uh, mic time, you knew he was setting up something, and in the end, yeah. where he's like, there's nothing Triple H hasn't done. Except, except beat, beat me. me. And at that point, first of all, Randy just knows Randy's how to sell face everything. Randy's like, ugh. And Triple H just, and of course, and then you look at Batista's face and he's dead serious just staring through him. And we're like, if this doesn't happen at WrestleMania, they, and first of all, this is now the time where it's like, Batista, Triple H, let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, th- th- this is the perfect time to do it. It is, and the it's gonna, time. you know, it- it'll be right before Avengers Four. Yep, perfect time to promote the movie. Absolutely, it's in New York. Well, New Jersey, New York. All the promotion will be in New York. The mm-hmm. event will be in New Jersey. Um, but this is the perfect place to do it. I if, think if you're thinking of a WrestleMania to do this, Avengers Four coming out right after, the world will be watching New York and New Jersey that week. This is the time for this match to take place. Yeah, for sure. And, Absolutely. And, um, but yeah, I thought that was just hysterical. And then Ric Flair getting in between the two, and they were just like, all right, come on in. I'll see you at Mania, sort of thing. Like, mm-hmm. you, you have a feeling they're leading into it now. Now it's just yeah, because, a matter of. Because to me, who who else is Triple H going to face at WrestleMania? At this point, you don't know because it looks like it looks like plans are already close to or almost finalized with everybody except Triple H. This is the first year where you can honestly look at Triple H and be like, who's he gonna who's face? he gonna face? Because every year it seemed natural who he was. Mania thirty one, it wasn't it wasn't known until Sting came out. Then it was like, all right, he's gonna face Sting. Mania thirty two, you knew he was gonna be in the main event when everybody got hurt. Mania thirty three, it was obvious it was gonna be Seth Rollins for a year. Mm-hmm. Mania thirty four, there were rumors of Ronda coming and you knew that was gonna be it. This one? Question mark. It is a question mark because because if Batista can make make time and make this work, then this can be it. Yep. This this could be his swan song from wrestling and he can finally, you know, move on from it. And I wouldn't mind seeing Triple H and Batista go at it one more time. I wouldn't either. They, they had a great feud. See, a friend of mine brought up a great point by saying he came back at the wrong time with the whole Daniel Bryan thing, and I said that would have happened to anybody, not just Batista. That would have happened to anybody oh, that anybody. decided to come back. He came back at the wrong time. If he had waited six months to do that, he would have got over as a face. Oh yeah, for sure. But in the, but on the side note, we did get we did get him back as a heel, and we did get the whole Evolution Shield feud. Yeah, I agree. But it, at the same time, it was like, I think they were bringing him back to be world champion. Oh yeah, that's what they wanted to do in the first. place. That's what they wanted to do in the first place. And then Daniel Bryan was so over. They said if we end WrestleMania with Batista versus Randy Orton, people are gonna leave. I know. 
So it wasn't that people weren't happy to see him back. It was wrong place, wrong, wrong time. Wrong place, wrong time. Because now, people love Batista. Right. Now, and, sh and listen, I don't even count Washington, D.C., the hometown advantage. People were going crazy when he came out. Because mm -hmm. you saw Triple H came out. Randy Orton, Ric Flair. He crowd got, the, got louder people, when Batista showed people up. People got, they gave Batista the biggest ovation yep. when his name was called to the entrance and just chanting his name when they were all in the ring. The funniest part was Randy was cutting almost like a good guy promo. And we're just like, are we just going to forget the stupid stuff you've done for the last few months, you sick freak? You've, you've been torturing Jeff Hardy and Ty Dillinger? Exactly. Are we just going to pretend that didn't happen? That you didn't just... You didn't finger his earlobe. Exactly. Or twist his earlobe with a screwdriver. I was watching that promo literally saying, are we just going to forget all the sick and twisted stuff you've done for the last four months? <laughs> that that was the funniest part. But um, another big thing, that, and there are two big things that happened, and we'll get to them real quick as we uh, wrap up. And, of course, the last one will lead into our last topic. Yes. The, uh, the Cutting Edge segment with um, Edge and Becky Lynch was spot-on perfect. Um, once again, Becky trying to get over as a heel, not working. Her promos are great as a heel, but people aren't buying it. Her heel work is great. It's, it is great, but it's not getting over with the fans. Charlotte got booed louder than Becky did. And Becky literally told Edge, hey, don't handicap yourself on the way out of the ring. And Charlotte got booed louder. Like, that, it's, I've said it before, it is typical of... Not typical, but she's having the CM Punk thing where she's like she is the woman right now in yep. all in all of in all of WWE right now. Absolutely, she, she's the woman. She has the championship. She's a heel, but people are cheering for her. The only difference between her and this whole and the whole CM Punk thing when he was a heel and he was the most popular guy in WWE, of course, is that he could still get people to boo him. Yep, Becky can't. And that's why Vince was so confident saying, hey, I need you to turn heel. I owe you one. And not because I just need you to turn heel. It's I know you can get this crowd to turn on you. This same crowd that has been behind you since Money in the Bank 2011. So, And I know you can get this crowd to turn on you. It will take a while, but you'll do it. And he did. Becky, I don't see anything. That's I'm not gonna... saying Becky Lynch can't be a good heel. No, but she's it's, a... it's, it's the right place in time yes this is not the right this place is not in the time. right place in time and listen i wasn't disagreeing with you when you said that charlotte should be the one to turn heel i just said it's not going to happen i just said it's going to be becky yeah i know um but you're right it's, it's the wrong time to do this you that's what i really wanted to happen i really wanted it was should, it makes all the sense in the world for charlotte to be the heel yep. charlotte's a better heel anyway than a baby face well i think they're i think they're waiting for after the royal rumble to turn her heel against ronda because ronda's not going to be the heel in this one in this feud no i mean but to, or again that and could, by the that way, that's the biggest face. giveaway the Royal Rumble has, the fact it, that Charlotte's going to win it. It could be a babyface, babyface thing. Unless, and of course, there are rumors that Becky is wrestling hurt, and if it's worse than they think, she's dropping the belt next week to Charlotte. There's rumors of her being hurt? There's rumors that she has a cracked jaw. Well, actually, that's not a rumor. That's confirmed. But the rumors are that the injury is worse than they think, and if it turns out to be worse, she's dropping the belt to Charlotte at Evolution. Oh, Jesus. Um, not saying that she doesn't come back and win it back immediately before the Royal Rumble, because if it's just a jaw injury, I would assume a couple of months she's on the shelf. Um, probably be back in time for January, but that's the plan right now if the injury is worse. And I don't know if it is. That, that was a report that came out a few days ago. I'm not confirming anything, but that's what it looks like right now. If, if she's hurt and she can't compete, that belt's going back on Charlotte, which means at Evolution, she's going to break the record for the most women's titles on in all of the WWE. Well, I thought that was going to happen regardless whether or not Becky is hurt or not. Well, I, I know it will happen regardless. I didn't want it to happen in Evolution. 
Mm. I didn't want it to happen there. That should um, be the main event. Especially, that should be the main event. It, if, be, if, if that's going to happen. There's a stipulation on the match. Last woman standing. First ever. Like, if there's a big stipulation match and it's elevating a feud and a rivalry, plus the Becky and Charlotte, Charlotte feud has been building up and it has been happening longer than the Nikki Bella Ronda Rousey thing. Yes. So, for sure, Charlotte and Becky should be the main event of that pay-per-view. I absolutely agree with that. I don't know if it's going to be because, again, I think Ronda and Nikki uh, are big draws, not just in the company, but outside of yeah, it. Yeah, outside of it. But but you're right. You are absolutely right. Charlotte and Becky deserve this spot. It's a first-ever match in the women's division. They need to be the main event of this pay-per-view. And if Charlotte is going to go Hell over... Hell in a Cell, yep. main, event, main evented. The Royal Rumble, Women's Royal Rumble, main evented. Yep. Um... Elimination Chamber. They did open the show. So, again, like Kevin Owens said in the uh, the WrestleMania 32-24, if you're not up last, you're up first. Yeah. Sort of thing. Um, so I'm interested to see where that goes. And let's end with this, and it'll end with our last topic as well. The Undertaker returning SmackDown 1000. Um, it basically just calling out DX, but he made a big mistake. I don't even know if it was a mistake or he just didn't think he was going to get a lot of heat for it. The moment he said, at Crown Jewel... The place came down on him. And it wasn't because, you know, in my opinion, it was a lot of what the event has done, the controversy around the event. Um, and again, we're not going to get too much We don't want to get political. We don't want to get... We have to a little bit, we, but we do. this is a wrestling podcast. I mean, you know what happened with the journalist that got killed over there. Um, we're not getting into that at all, but we are going to get into our thoughts of where the WWE should go from here. So anyway, we'll start with this. The dumbass... The dumbass, I shouldn't say that, but Undertaker, I think, forgot where he was. The fact that he... I think if he had said that anywhere else, he would have been fine, but he said it in the nation's capital. You're not yeah, going to get a good but, reaction but there, And there are a lot of senators uh, who are... You know, who are strongly suggesting to WWE and Vince McMahon that they should not go to Saudi Arabia. Yep. There's new evidence that uh, proves that this that this reporter was killed, and uh, apparently through his iWatch, uh, Apple iWatch. Um, you know, President Trump is. It's been reported that he's been very frustrated that the Saudi government is very reluctant to give any information. Yep. Uh, you know, there's been reports of talent being uh, they're not comfortable or they don't want to go. Gail Kim posted a thing on Twitter saying, "Do the right thing, WWE. You have enough. You have enough money." I've been saying that all week. You have enough money. Like, yeah, they'll lose a lot of money for this, but they're gonna make money in spite of anything else. Of course, and because they're, they're making a billion dollars off this deal with Fox to put SmackDown on. Well, here's the thing, and and I I agree with Gail Kim. I've been saying that all week that they have enough money, and at the same time, there are many rumors of what's gonna happen if this event is taken out of Saudi Arabia. There, there may not even be a cancellation of the show at all, just a change. Of venue, they're going to be in. They're going to be in England the next week. They might move this to London. But at this point, it's so soon. Do you really think they're going to move it? Because they announced qualifying matches for with, with on Raw with Ambrose and Ziggler, and then Rollins and McIntyre, well, and then they had qualifying matches between Rusev and Miz and uh, uh, Rey Mysterio and Nakamura. Well, the World Cup can be its own network special if they really wanted to do that. That, that, that is a possibility. But then again, it, it's about it's. They could do that in December if they have to. But where are you going to do? that though and I agree uh, it might just be a, it might be a random stadium in the United States might be a random arena but again we've never had a situation like this at least in our lifetime CJ where the WWE was faced with such controversy of going to another country because of recent actions that have taken place on you know American people sort of thing so it is an interesting 
situation that Vince is in and government officials, you're right, have already gotten involved saying do not go. Kane, who is in one of the biggest tag well, team not, matches I mean, in history. There, I mean, they. it's not like they have the authority to no, say No, no, they're just not, saying we'd rather you not go. They're strongly suggesting that they yes. don't go. Plus, Linda McMahon is in, is in Donald Trump's uh, cabinet. Yes. Uh, it's honestly going to take a call from Trump to Vince to and say he, he could get it to say don't go and he could get it not only just because he's the president but also Vince and Trump are friends they have a good relationship right and Linda's in the cabinet Linda might have already went to Vince and said alright here's what the not your friend but the president of the United States is telling you to do not to mention Kane who is now the mayor of uh, Knox County Tennessee he's is in one of the biggest tag team matches in history he's in a no win situation and come this he's, event he's a politician yep this does and not a Republican him, might I add he, this does not make him look good either no but you know, but also would it make him look good by saying, Vince, I'm backing out of this match? He is in a no-win no, situation. He is in a no-win situation. Out of everybody on that roster, he has everything to lose no matter what he does. Yeah, exactly. It's just... Because literally out of anybody on the roster, he has it but worse with, out of everybody. With the whole, I mean, the whole Chris Benoit thing, that was bad. That yeah. may have been like the biggest controversy and big and the most bad press WWE ever has had. probably ever seen. They could top that with this one. It, yeah, especially if, if because the go. Chris Benoit thing was years ago. Yeah, that was that was eleven years ago. About yeah, going on twelve next year. But yeah, if WWE decides to put this show on. And of course, I'm going to watch it because I need to see what happens. Yeah, I'm not necessarily supporting them for going, but at the same time, we do this podcast. We have to watch. We need to see what happens. Yeah. But I'm not going to sit here and say, "Well, you, you could have done this differently." I that 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 we agree with what's going on. We don't. I mean, honestly, at this point, they shouldn't go. But I think they are at this point because. They've already. They keep announcing more matches and more stuff happening. Well, what they aren't doing is announcing where this is taking place. They actually, up until Undertaker spoke last night, they haven't even been mentioning the name of this at all. Well, Saudi Arabia. They haven't been saying Saudi Arabia. They just keep. They, all they've said is Crown Jewel. Right. I didn't even think on Raw they mentioned the word Crown Jewel at all. Yes, it was displayed, but I don't think anybody said it. I think they just said World Cup qualifiers, and that's it. I think they've been trying to steer away as much well, Braun publicity said Crown as possible. Jewel on Raw. Right. Yeah, but what I'm saying is I think they're just keeping it to a minimum is but, what I'm saying. Yeah, but another thing, I think a big reason why Taker got got booed for that, yes, he was in the nation's capital. That's yep. why he got booed. That's why he got booed. Were, Anywhere they, else he'd be when fine. When they were in Philly, Strowman didn't get booed. Right. Also, Philly's a hostile crowd. Obviously, they know what's going on, too. But again, they're not the nation's capital. They don't necessarily have all the you know the insights. And of course, there were probably politicians there at SmackDown mm -hmm. as well. Because um, some of them are big WWE fans, of course. Donald Trump is in the WWE Hall of Fame. He's done a lot of stuff with them. Um, but yeah, I agree. That is the biggest reason Undertaker got booed. He was in Washington, D.C. Should have been a little bit smarter than that. Uh, and then on SmackDown, same thing. They were promoting the World Cup qualifiers. They did not once say the name of the pay-per-view or where it was from. WWE.com also took down all promotion for tickets and info of where the stadium well, is and all of that. reportedly from, I think, believe it was Brian Alvarez of uh, PW Insider, uh, he said that that was a mistake, apparently. don't It wasn't supposed to be taken down, okay. but it was brought back up. I mean, and he's also said that ultimately... This it doesn't matter what the talents say if they are afraid or if they don't feel comfortable. The one person who 
is the deciding factor is Vince. And if Vince wants to go, then they're going and the show is going to happen. And I believe the show is still going to happen. I have to agree with you because at this point, it's either you do it or you don't. You can't move it now. Unless somebody, like, let's say we have somebody like at the O2 Arena call Vince and say, hey, we will pay you as much of money as Saudi Arabia is to get you guys out of there, save your press, and still put on a good show. Would you want to come? You're going to be here next week anyway. You know what? We'll take you up on that. Fine. But it's going to take a call like that to get Vince out of there. For sure. It really will. And, you know, and it's going to take, like I said, it's going to take Trump saying, don't go. Yep. You want this show to happen, try and move it, but, do, but don't go to Saudi Arabia. There's also rumors of moving every single match besides the World Cup to Survivor Series, which you were talking about before. Might be a good thing because... That would be a better idea. Because now you could take away Raw versus SmackDown because you won't be able to do that because you've already announced two world title matches. And you can actually go with the Kurt Angle, Baron Corbin storyline now where you could do the five-on-five winner-take-all for Raw match. And you could do something else on SmackDown, of course. But if you're going to move every match to Survivor Series, you can't do Raw versus SmackDown because the Universal title match will be at Survivor Series. The WWE title will be on the Mm -hmm. line at Survivor Series. You can't do the brand versus brand this year, which they have already promoted is going to happen. Um so they are in a tricky situation, but it might work out better for them if they were to just cancel the show and move every match to Survivor Series. And then the World Cup, you could just do something in December for a network special, do it somewhere else. I you agree. have enough matches to make it work. I agree. You have enough matches. You sure as hell have enough money. It, this is this is a very uh, touchy subject. And again, not something we like to... to we don't like to get political on this not. thing at all. We like to talk about wrestling. But we when, like to have fun here. But yeah. And although, you know... We love talking about wrestling when something like this happens, and if it involves a wrestling show, we have to talk about it. We have to talk about it. Exactly, and there there are a lot of news stations where one of their biggest stories this week was government officials are urging World Wrestling Entertainment to back out of their crown jewel show in Saudi Arabia. That's been one of the biggest stories all week in the the world of news in the United States. Because I've heard that if there are any other entertainment company or any events or shows happening in Saudi Arabia have either been postponed or just straight up canceled. Yep. I, absolutely. So uh, Vince is in a little bit of a corner here, and the show is in a couple of weeks. It, not saying that there's not enough time to move it. There is. Uh, it's just a matter of will ticket sales, you know, be successful if they move it this late? Uh, should we just say screw it, move every match to Survivor Series because that's down the line as well. We have time to do that. Um, and who knows? Maybe if they do that, they have time to build up more storylines. You could bring Brock Lesnar into this for a couple of extra weeks to get that triple threat. Brock's not going to mind not showing up. Well, <laughs> obviously, but you have more time to get him on TV is my point. Yeah. The WWE title match, you have more time to do that. Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin, you can jump right into that with the five-on-five tag match at Survivor Series. You could jump right into that rivalry because you assume they're going to wait until after Crown Jewel to officially get into that. Mm-hmm. You could do it next week. If you, if you want to just straight up cancel this show. I have my theories that they're still going to cancel, but what my one theory out the window is they're not moving the event. It's either going to happen or it's going to be canceled, one or the other. I think it's just going to happen. I think it's just going to happen and it's going to stay in Saudi Arabia because Vince McMahon is a very, very stubborn man. A very brilliant man, but a very stubborn man nonetheless. I w- he, he is making a lot of money with this, and again, they can make a lot of money in spite of this, and you know, instead of this, with other things that going on yep. in the com- going on in the company, but the more money, the better. And I don't know. It, it's just if you care about the safety of your employees, the safety of yourself, your own well-being, you care about the uh, just 
just the say just 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 the press of your own company yeah really just just to 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 understand like you thought again you thought the benoit thing was bad this, this can, is gonna be worse this can be 10 times worse absolutely this will be 10 times worse this is gonna because you that's uh, everybody's gonna be saying you support what happened because you would have backed out immediately the fact that vince hasn't backed out yet makes him look terrible if he goes there get ready because wwe is going to be in for a world of press hell when they get back and it'll take a long time for them to dig themselves out of that hole absolutely they're going to lose sponsors they're going to lose they're not going to say they're going to lose everything they're not going out of business for this but they're going to lose a lot of money do you think if they go to saudi arabia they could lose the deal with fox absolutely or is that a absolutely absolutely because fox has been reporting on this too the one thing unless unless there's a clause that's you know it's guaranteed well they won't be resigned after that, I, I totally agree with you. I Possibly. think the one thing that all news organizations have in common this week, they've all been reporting on this, and they've all been, you know, basically saying the same thing of, you know, like you said, Saudi Arabian officials aren't giving the U.S. government all the information they need. They feel like they're hiding something. Little to nothing. Little to nothing. Saudi Arabian officials were saying it was an accident, which I don't know how that could be an accident. But anyway, and, and their reasonings for it being an accident are just are straight up crap. Number one. And again, I'm not getting into politics. I don't know politics. It's why I like sports. So regardless. That's why I like wrestling. Exactly. Wrestling is sports entertainment. So <laughs> my point on that is, if he thought the Benoit press was bad, and that was sort of Vince's fault, obviously, the concussions, and, and he brought all those... The, um, the, la- the lack of, the lack uh, of medical treatment. Yes, that was Vince's fault. What Chris Benoit did was nothing near Vince's fault. This, however... Vince is going to say... This is all on him. He has no one to blame but himself. He will have no one to blame for himself for this. And yes, I think they could lose the deal with Fox if they go over there. I don't necessarily think they will, but it is definitely a possibility. I agree with you. I mean, I don't know if it's something that if, if it's a breach of contract, if Fox tries to get out of it, and they have a thing where it's so like if someone tries to back out, they get this much money, which I'm sure it's something that neither party wants to do. Like the WWE, uh, Fox has a lot of money. Yeah, but... Fox has way more money than WWE. Of course. So you know what? They might back out of it and say, screw it. We're not going to support this. I don't know. It's The one I feel bad for the most is Kane because he, he's in a no-win situation. If he doesn't go, he's letting the fans down and he's letting The Undertaker down and DX down and all that. And basically this huge tag team match is canceled. If he does go, what's he going to look like as the mayor when he comes back? I know. And that's the that's a really bad really. I feel I, I, the most I feel bad for is Kane in this situation. I mean, he really it's 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 the uh, the respect that he has for Vince McMahon and for the for the company and for guys like Triple H and Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker right. to go out and do this match and just, you know, just having the wrestler mentality, but on the bad and the flip side, it's his it, new it, career his new career as a politician as a mayor and you want to uh, position yourself as someone the people of your town can trust how are they going to feel when you went to this country and it, it can give him a lot of press and and make him look bad i agree and people, you can say goodbye to re-election yeah exactly absolutely and, and again that's why i feel bad for him the most everybody else they have their own voices their own opinion and of course they're going to go if vince says we're going to go and that's their own fault but kane is is his hands are tied no matter what he does he's going to look terrible when this event is over no mm-hmm. matter what. if The only thing that makes him look good here is if this whole thing just gets canceled and this match gets moved to Survivor Series. I think if I was Kane, that's what I would want to happen. Is I, I would want this the event to be canceled or for the very least the match to be postponed to a later date. I agree. And yes, that's going to let the Saudi officials down because they're the ones that requested this match. 
Shawn Michaels, I would assume he's getting paid the world times four to be in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, to, for it to get moved to Survivor Series would be disappointing. I would say he's at least getting paid like seven or eight figures. Of course. I would, I, knowing that how disappointed he would be if this match doesn't take place or gets postponed, it's the right thing to do. It is yeah. the absolute right thing to do. And like you said, I don't know if they're going to do it. They probably aren't at this point. But again, if they want to save any press they have left, they need to move. They need not move the show. They need to cancel the show, move every match to Survivor Series. Think of your company, Mr. McMahon. Think of your people. Think of the well-being. Think of your press. Think of the bad press you will get. Yep. The press that you just got back. Literally, a few mm-hmm. years ago. That'll do it for this edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. A lot of stuff we talked about. Yeah, today. a lot of stuff. I mean, there's a lot of stuff we missed, but at this point, it's old news. It's old news. Much bigger news happening this time. Absolutely. we got Evolution coming up uh, next week. We'll have our predictions for that show. Of course, Crown Jewel. Well, last in- time we said we'd have Super Showdown predictions, well, but yeah. we never did. Well, we never did, but um, that's a story for another day. Uh, <laughs> Crown Jewel, as of right now, is scheduled to happen in a couple of weeks. We'll see what happens. A lot can happen in two weeks, of course. Survivor Series right around the corner. TakeOver War Games right around the corner. Can't we'll get, in, that. get into all that and more as well. Talk about more NXT next week, hopefully. Absolutely. So that'll wrap it up for episode 7 of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. For Sean McChesney and CJ Palmasano. We'll see you next time.